サードコーストベースラジオラディオスサヘルサリソベスティサンハイアンディインショインチトリチラジオバスギターレバシシルバスハディオカティオイ
Yo, that mix was beautiful. Really enjoyed the vibes on that one. Um, yo, I just, uh, so beautiful. We got Micah Vigil on the line, a.k.a. Rectangle. Say what's up to the people, bro. What's up, fam? How's everyone doing? <laughs> yo, man, that was beautiful. I really appreciate you yeah. taking the time for that mix. Um, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it, man. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Who's Micah? What's your um, background? Um, yeah, my name is Micah. I'm 24 years old. And I'm, uh, I live out in Denver, Colorado. Born and raised. So I'm a native. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'm just been doing my thing, you know, just hanging out. <laughs> badass, badass. So you said you're a native. Okay. So, yeah. um, do you have any like previous like musical history background? Like, did you learn music here, uh, or did you go to school for that, or were you self-taught? Uh, so, when it comes to production and DJing, I'm fully self-taught. Um, but I, I did have like growing up, like in um, like school, I would take like the uh, the music classes that you have to take. You know, like the like it's time to go to a guitar class. Yeah. And then, um, like, I did, like, the, the small, simple stuff, and I also played cello a little bit, but I never got, like, really into it just because I just thought, like, I don't know, I just was, I was, I wasn't into it as a kid, but team, that's when I was like, okay, let me start DJing, and let me start, you know, doing all this shit because this shit looks tough, you know, so I have no, no formative background, but for sure all self-taught. <laughs> nice, nice. So... Yeah. Being, you know, a, a local native, like in the Colorado scene, um, obviously you're spoiled by the music. Um, so what's the story behind, like, your background? Where did your moniker come from? Was that something that was, like, you know, locally made, or did you go on a spirit trip for that? Uh, I was, um, so, like, I, I first started, like, DJing when I was, like, how old was I, like, 11 or 12? And I, was, and I had a whole bunch of different names just because I was just trying to find myself, you know. And then I went one day, I was with my mom at, at Ikea. And we're just walking around, you know, the shit out because there was a person in Ikea that came out of Colorado. This was like 10 years ago. And uh, we're walking around and we walked past this, like, this little bass section and they had the bass called Rectangle. Because like, it looked different from how they spell it and, and, uh, and they spell it totally different, but it's like, it looks the same, you know. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool way a starring rectangle and like it kind of just clicked, clicked in my head it's like oh shit like rec and tangle like you're kind of like hanging something and at the time dubstep is where you pop in so I was kind of like you know DJ and dubstep at the time so I was like well, that's kind of a cool name rectangle because it's kind of like somehow mashes in up like the whole sound if you will and so from that moment on I just kind of took like that name and just obviously spots it, the, spots it the way I spots it and then you know this is history <laughs> badass yeah it's uh, super unique and it's funny because I always have debates with you know people they're like it's rectangle rectangle yeah. rectangle and I'm like I'm pretty sure it's rectangle bro just like just sound it out <laughs> no dude, dude like I trust me I, I heard the, the newest the craziest one I heard was the other day it was a uh... The other one I heard was a Rex not gonna lie. And I was like, who who would think Rex not gonna lie? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, but everyone, I, I just think it's kind of cool how everyone has like their own saying it or whatever. Cause it's just like, it's, it's just like, like you said, it's really unique, you know what I mean? So. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And so you say, you know, like this kind of, you know, you got this inspiration back when, you know, dubstep era was kind of popping off, uh, you know, Trap Nation. So like, tell me like who inspires your soundscape? Like what, what inspired, you know, you? 
Yeah. Well, like what inspired me to like to to like start off DJing was Hudson Mohawk, and which is crazy because nice. I wasn't even like listening to dubstep at the time. I was listening to Hudson Mohawk, and so I, like, I I absolutely fell in love with his essential mix. If you guys like, I highly recommend people go out there and listen to Hudson Mohawk's essential mix. It's like one of the best essential mixes there is. But uh, that inspired me to start DJing, and then I did that for a few years, and then. Um, I got into producing, of course, and stuff. When I started producing, I started like trying to make you know dubstep and like the whole EDM trap stuff. But then I found the uh, producer Young Gun. It's like Young Link's producer, like one of his main producers. Mm-hmm. And that fucking dude like inspired me in like a whole bunch because like his whole sound was like completely different from what you were hearing at the time. You know, like everyone was making like the EDM trappy stuff, which was cool. But he like flipped it on its head and it made it sound like more like a. Like bigger, if that makes sense. I don't even know how to explain it, but you just you just blew my fucking mind. You know, and so I just fell in love with that sound, and that's how it kind of that's what kind of inspired me to kind of start dipping my toes into the whole new underground scene, which is kind of called the wave scene now. So, right, that's a young guy, and I'm gonna have to check. I don't think I've heard of that artist, and it's funny. oh man, you gotta check him out. Like, highly recommend. I, I highly recommend you look up "You Want Me" and "Hello." And then uh, he just dropped a new song like a month ago called Red Cup, Two Fire. <laughs> Definitely going to check that out. Yeah. It's funny because like before like the wave scene popped off, I remember listening to people like uh, like Whisper or like Young Computer. And it was like, uh, I don't know if you would know the label. I think it's called Yume. Y-U-M-A. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Yume, Yume so, tight, yeah. yeah. So I was listening to them a long ass time ago before the wave seemed like it's starting to slightly become a little like less underground than it was. Um, yeah, so it's, sure. it's, it's very interesting, you know, seeing the evolution of that. So, you know, when I listen to your mix, it's funny because I kind of hear all of those elements. You know, I hear the wave, I hear the trap, I hear the funk. So, like, let's talk about your mix, you know, like the track selection. Like, where did that come from? Um, a lot of the tracks are my own songs. Um, pretty much a lot of them are my favorite ones. Like the first song is called Fallen, and I absolutely like love that song because it's just like I feel like that's like the epitome of the OG wave sound. You know what I mean like yeah, just a, a hard ass. You know what I mean like drum style, like like the drum arrangement, cool ass re space, and just like you know very dissonant tones and melodies. You know what I mean so. For sure, like that's in that's in the mix, and then I have for sure some funk stuff. I, I happen to love funk. Like when I was first got into like producing like Wave Two, I was really heavy on like the rap side of things as well because I love Rated Clan and like a lot of, and like Chief Session shit. So for sure, like my whole like background is like off the of SoundCloud, and so that's what, that's pretty much what like the mix is is just like my idea of what I thought Wave and what funk and what like you know the whole SoundCloud scene, you know was in my in my own way of making it it really makes sense <laughs> definitely um no it's yeah. it's it's a really good one um i enjoy it i've been um kind of exploring more so like the the funk side of it um and it's it's pretty interesting to see um i really love like you know a good amount of the uh the southern like texas influences it sounds really good to my ear because you know that's where i kind of hail from texas so hearing those influences evolving into different genres of music is always really good to hear, you know? For some odd reason, like, I've always cooked with, like, the Southern sounds ever since a kid, like, like, listening to Young Jeezy and, like, Lil Wayne and six years old, <laughs> so I just, the Southern sounds, so yeah, I feel you on that one. And shout out to Texas, I love Texas. <laughs> <laughs> deaf, deaf. So, 
All right. So, you know, we got, you know, be, you being inspired by Young Gun, but like what was like the turning point in your life where you were like, all right, this is kind of like, you know, one of the hobbies that I kind of want to focus on and like, you know, create that craft and master that craft. Um, I guess like, so when I was, I want to say like 11 or 12, like I, like I said, I, that's when I kind of started taking DJing seriously. And it was really just because like, I was always alone. Like, like I didn't have any friends growing up. Like and the friends I did have, I wouldn't really call friends now. Cause I, you know, I have real friends now. I knew, but back then I didn't really have too many friends growing up. So I just right. kind of told myself, like, Hey, I should put my, I should put my focus and energy into something that could possibly could potentially, you know, make me successful. If not, at least have me, have, at least have a cool hobby. You know what I mean? And so, I guess like around 12 is when I started taking DJing really seriously, but then at 15 years old, I got really bored of it because I was like going home every day, fucking making a mix and uploading at the SoundCloud and you know, just wishing for something that happened. And I was like, fuck this shit. I need to like actually put my, <laughs> put my, put my actual shit to the test. So I got, got Ableton and I was like, fuck, I'm going to start learning this shit. So I went to like around 15 years old is when I was like, fuck everything, fuck everyone. Like, I'm going to just put my heart and soul in this and still see what happens. You know what I mean? And, doing every sense kind of <laughs> yeah you know it's it's interesting uh like a, a lot of us actually we are kind of like you know outcasts and shit like people think that you know producing djing is like a, a glamorous thing but it's like no it's usually just you sitting in the room by yourself with the computer and some fucking speakers listening to the exactly. same four seconds over and over again it, it's a very uh it is it is lonely but then you know once once you if you put in enough work and then you know you start getting noticed you know, that's when all that hard work kind of comes into fruition and you get to go out and have fun and, you know, act a damn fool. And I think that's what everyone kind of, you know, not everyone, but you, yeah, we all look forward to that, you know? Yeah, yeah, man, special. It makes all the sound special. I mean, because, like, for me, like, I didn't go out partying. I didn't, I wasn't talking to chicks. I wasn't hanging out with people who wanted to hang out with me. I was like, no, I'm just going to go home and, and work on this. Oh, just not that this shit pays off. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, so I feel you on that. It's very, it is very lonely. It is very tedious. That's why some people aren't really drawn to it because you're literally sitting there all day, like sitting there for, you know, however long you want to sit there for and literally like looking at shit on loop and like being so like, uh, what's it called? Like uh, selective of what, you, of what you're doing that sometimes people just don't want anyone to deal with it. They just want to go out and fucking party while you're over, you know, they're sitting being a loner. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. One of those things. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's easy to like for a good amount of people to get caught in that like party cycle, man. I always tell people like the party is always fucking there. Like it's not gonna go always. anywhere. <laughs> yeah, party is yeah, always, always there. Gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, being on this like musical journey, do you feel like there's you know things that you learned you know being a musical artist that you might not have learned otherwise? Um. I thought I, uh, ooh, uh, hmm. I guess like, I've always, I guess I could say this. I've always been like a person that's like, follow your heart and follow your dreams. And, um, I guess like with me, for, like pursuing this, you know what I mean? And like trying to like make some, something happen out of it. I, what I've learned is like never give up on yourself. You know what I mean? Like, cause no matter how hard shit can get, no matter how, like, weird things can get, you know, as long as you start and keep putting, like, your energy into something that you love, it will eventually pay off, you know what I mean? Like, 
that's one thing I, I can say I learned from music because like, younger, like when I like, like I said, like I was like always a loner, so I didn't really have much to, you know, much to base off of. You know what I mean? Like I was always just kind of in my own head. So like over the years, I for sure learned how to just believe in yourself for sure and uh, just stick to what you stick to what you care and, and don't don't worry about any bullshit. You know what I mean? Because like, at the end of the day, we, we all we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Born to die, definitely. It, yeah. So. Yeah. It's funny because it's like, I really like that. I like that because that's even just a piece of advice that you could give yourself or, you know, someone that's listening to this, like, you know, never give up, always believe in yourself. Was there ever a point where you were kind of just like, you know, you wanted to just go be like a, a fucking a crocodile farmer in Australia or some shit or? <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, every fucking day, like there's days where I'm like, fuck, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's like, because there's just like, there's, there comes points where you're like, well, okay, like there's kind of times where you have like a, a, a good amount of success. You're like, okay, bet I'm on the right track. I'm doing the right thing, you know. And then like a few months could pass by, and you could feel like, oh, and then like the whole tables could kind of turn, like not in your favor, if you will. And then yeah, you could be like, fuck, like what am I doing? You know, like just like no joke. Like, like two weeks ago, I was like, I was like literally just at home, like in my room, being like feeling all sad. She's like, fuck, like because I'm not right now. I'm not working. Like I'm trying to like I'm just trying to find a new job and keep you know keep things afloat, you know what I mean? And so I'm just like, fuck, what am I doing? I'm over here, like, pursuing this music shit, not making any money, but I'm, of course I love it, you know, but I could be, you know, out, you know, working a nine to five, you know, providing for myself and actually working towards shit that I really want to get. But at the end of the day, like, I'd rather, you know, put time and effort into something that I truly care about rather than, you know, work for someone else, you know what I mean? Like, like that's kind of how, how, how I've always thought and, so yeah, it does kind of get there. There are those days where you're just like, fuck, like, I, I could just go, you know, get a job down the street at McDonald's and just, you know, keep keep life simple. But then it's like, where's the, where's the fun in that? There's no fun in that at all. It's just like, it's what everyone else kind of does. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm willing to take the risk and to try to do this shit, you know what I mean, full time if I could, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, yeah. Unless it's like really, you have to. I, I don't yeah. advise anyone to conform yeah. to mediocrity. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like, like at the same time, there's people out there who have their own struggles. I mean, and who have like their own responsibilities. Like, some people have, out there have kids and they need to go work at a fucking full time yeah. job. And also, but you know what I mean, like, my situation is completely different because I, I don't have any kids. I don't have girlfriend. I mean, I don't. Have, all I have is myself, you know, in my house and my fucking mom. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I have plenty of time on my hands to try to sit here and figure some shit out. You know I mean, death, death. So let's go ahead and segue into your mind as a producer. Um, you said that you picked up Ableton uh, a long time ago. Um, so I'm assuming that's probably the only doll that you fuck with at this point. That's the only, that's the only doll I use. I use So do you feel like, I mean, with just using Ableton mostly, you might have fucked around with a couple other dolls. Do you feel like it's just a tool or do you feel like, like, like with me, I feel like certain dolls have certain, like, you know, functional capabilities. And I know Ableton is just a fucking powerhouse, but, like, do you feel using those other dolls, like, that Ableton has, like, a certain advantage over other dolls? Well, what's behind, like, what's behind your head, though? And, like, because where I look at it is, like, anyone could, anyone could sit there and make make a beat, but how good can it be? You know what I mean? Like, how, how much are you willing to put, like, that your actual heart into it? You know, like, a lot of my, like, a lot of my, I guess, I guess, Another way to put this is like 
these are just tools. I mean, like any anyone who hop on Logic and anyone's gonna make literally the same beat. I guess what's behind it is like what like what was what you put into it. I mean, like your sound. You mean what you like? I mean, like, and I guess I guess another way to put it. People say that like you know certain certain DAWs sound better than others, but then why does it really matter? Because the best like rock songs are mixed like shit. And people love them, so what does it have to do about mixing and mastering? What about it's? I, I, I mean, clearly, I think it's all about like the the, the the music itself. Yeah. And then the DAWs are for sure just tools that you have to learn in order to get those ideas out. I mean, like it took me, it took me like fucking three years to understand Ableton. Even if it requires trying to make a decent song, you know. So I feel it's based off of how you use it, you know, like so. Dev. So, like, what's your go-to? Do you use mostly like stock plugins? What's your go-to VST, or do you got like a piece of hardware that you always go to whenever you start producing? Um, like, like when I first started producing, I, I didn't, I didn't really have much to like to really like mess off of. Like, it's for sure changed over the years. Like, I guess like the first like five or six years was probably a um like FMA massive. Um, and, and I wasn't even like sound designer. I was kind of just finding cool presets and like, you know, post-processing them to make them sound different. And then of course, you know, just arranging them how I wanted to arrange them and making a song. Um, but nowadays, like when it comes to hardware, I use that to push a lot because that shit's fucking badass. Um, when it comes to like any like VSTs, I would say my go-to VST that I use a lot is probably, let me look at my dog real quick. Sorry, I'm not to like look at this shit. Um, <laughs> I would say like serum just because it sounds good. Yeah. And for sure, and, and as of lately too, for the past year, I've been using Diva a lot because Diva just sounds analog as fuck. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Diva's a fucking beast, man. That's like one of those like hidden gems right there, honestly. Right, right. Dude, I was at a friend's house now in LA and we're making a song together. He pulls up Diva and I was like, what the fuck's that? He's like, it's called Diva. I was like, and then I started just fucking with the shit. I was like, what? Like, I was all dirty out because I, I love like, analog sounding shit and Diva's all like analog sounding you know what I mean so yeah. I, I fell in love with it when I first heard it <laughs> so you have a blank you know project file in front of you like what's your procedure whenever you you know start making a track do you have a go-to formula or do you just like you know kind of fuck around how do you normally start your tracks um like I said it's, it's for sure evolved over time like back it was Back then, when I first started making like stuff, like when I first started making wave, it was purely based off of like a, a vocal sample that I liked, and then a hard ass drum beat, and then I would build everything kind of around it. Nowadays, it's more based off of like a good melody, which I feel kind of fucks me up more because I'm and then I just start building drums and then you know other shit on top of it to kind of hopefully make it sound cool. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so, but it, it, it for sure changes a, a lot of the time. I never stick to one procedure or anything like that. Yeah, with me, I've noticed that it definitely, it definitely now is starting to revolve more around the melody. It used to be just the drums, and then I would like, you know, try and sound design some some bass or some shit towards that. But it, it was always the percussion and the drums at first. But now I'm kind of fucking around. I like I'm I like the atmospheres more now. For sure, I've always loved atmosphere too. Like this and this and atmosphere is like one of my favorite things, you know. And so, I'll, I'll like I guess to put it in other words too, like more than I do like actual actual melody. Like melodies are cool, 
but I'd rather harmonize the shit over it. You know what I mean? So, like, if I, if I have a cool little main melody playing, you can do to harmonize with it. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like that makes it sound more fully rather than just main melody, you know? Yeah. But, of course, it's like it sounds, it sounds and, like, you know, styles change over time, and I feel for sure, like, the main thing right now is just the melody. You know, you gotta have a good melody, and then, of course, everything else can kind of, you know, fit in. I feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, you know, especially like kind of with the, you know, the funk, because I know those are kind of based around, you know, the vocal samples as well. I always wondered, you know, what the procedure behind that was, because I've been, you know, I really like the music, but I just never really kind of dived into like the technical side behind it, you know? I can tell you right now, are you, are you really need like, for sure, like, the hardest part about funk is understanding like simplicity of it. You know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. like when you, when you listen to the funk beat, it's so simple, but then at the same time too, like your brain likes to trick you to think that it's actually complex, which may not, you know? Yeah. So I would for sure, I would for sure say focus on your hi-hat patterns and your kick patterns. The snare patterns are kind of like, I feel could, could kind of like, you know, take a step back because snares are simple. You know, to hit it on the, on the third or like, you know, do like a little stairwell here and there, but for sure, like the kick and hi hat patterns are for like the fundamentals for sure. A good a good eight away is like either a good re space or a good eight away is for sure like what you need. You mean because because well, that's what makes the whole song it, it, like funk is basically just bass with you know a rap feel to it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I uh, you know what I mean so I, I feel like for sure you need like a good drum beat, a good bass line, and then. Of course, you need a good ass fucking vocal sample. And if you don't have a good, good ass vocal sample, you better make sure your shit's, you know what I mean, on like your, your beats top tier. You know what I mean? Because I don't like those producers, those funk producers out there who make like funk beats now, they don't use any kind of vocal sample and shit sounds hard. You know? So, yeah. So I really just think, I really just think you gotta study like, you really just gotta study like the underground sound of hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, and for sure, just like mold it in your own way. Because everyone's gonna be different too. You know what I mean? So just for sure, study it and embrace it and love it. And then, for sure, I know you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting to see all of these scenes kind of like merge into because that's where, like I said, we briefly met for a little bit at the black box at that funk around and yeah, find yeah. out. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's very interesting just to see all these scenes kind of blend and become more widely accepted. And I wonder, like, do you feel like people are kind of getting bored with like the music that's out now? Or oh, dude, I'm about to I'm about to talk some shit. Right? <laughs> I, I I I love dubstep. Okay, dubstep's one of my was one of my favorite genres growing up, right? Yeah. But then it got commercialized, which is fine. Like everything is going to get commercialized at some point, especially if there's a crowd following it. Like, that's totally fine, right? Like, but where what the part that kind of got me was back like in 2012 when when it all became about drops, right? Like. Everyone had to have a massive fucking drop. Yeah, long-ass build-ups and disappointing drops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, a, a bunch of good drops and a bunch of disappointing ones, for sure. And, and then, like, and then rhythm came along, too, which I, I never listened to rhythm. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. You know what I mean? But, like, what I've noticed is that, like, there's a certain point where, like, it, it all kind of sounds the same, which is not a bad thing. People like, yeah. people like shit for what they like. You know what I mean? But then... But the, well, what, I, what I think is kind of what's happening now, well, I think is like what's kind of happening now too is that like the, like what goes on, what goes on behind the scenes. I mean, like 
because when you look at like the depths of scene and like in general, it's kind of a negative. It's kind of a negative scene now. I mean, like yeah, a lot of people are, are you know are, are fucking you know again like sexual charges on them because they're fucking around being stupid. Yeah, a lot of people are dying off of drugs. I mean, like the scene itself is just like not a good scene anymore. There's no positivity anymore. It's all either based off of money, clout, ego. You know what I mean? It's, it's all based off of that negative bullshit. I mean, and it wasn't like that before. There was a time and place where like. Dubstep was like, you know, purely based off of like melody and love, just how weight is now. I mean, so I actually just think that shit just like evolves and dies down and purely just because of, purely just because people want to hop on into it and try to be a part of it, which is cool. But then you also get those bad seeds who fucking, you know, come into the shit and fuck, the, and fuck things up for the worst. You mean? So yeah, I, I just think that like, I personally think that just dubstep as like the scene in general. It's just not having a good turn right now. I mean, and that's okay. It could, it could come back in a, you know, a year or two and fucking fuck some more shit up, you know what I mean? And so I do, I do, do believe that the dubstep scene is dying down. The house scene is always going to be fucking tight because house is house. I mean, same with techno. Yeah. Same with, like, you know, drum and bass. Drum and bass is having a good run. Like, drum and bass is Yeah, it's actually to starting to come up, yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's always going to be that. It's been there since the fucking 90s and 80s, you mean? So I feel like it's just going to always have its own little spot. Little niche, yeah, man. And then... Yeah, you mean it, and then like of course like there's other genres too that I could bring up. I, I feel I, I for sure feel like dubstep was the one that was like everyone was doing for now, and after like, they sick of it because of the whole bad, like because of the bad side of it. You mean so I'm I'm actually kind of glad that like the wave scene and the funk scene, which are obviously derivatives from that dubstep scene, because we all listen to dubstep when we were growing up. Now that sound is obviously getting more play and more like because it kind of reminds us of like the old way of, of the old. Uh, the whole like dubstep shit, you know what I mean? So Definitely. that's my two cents on it. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I totally agree with you, man. Uh, I'm I'm glad that you know the allegations came out and we're fucking cleaning the gutter right now with the whole dubstep yeah. scene. Um, yeah, dude, it needs to happen for sure because these fools are fucking around. Like, yeah, stupid. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and it's um, it's definitely you can see the the migration towards more so like the low end theory scene. Like you know, you got your Charles the First lovers and yeah. Your, lab group lovers and like people love that that type of scene and then we have the wave scene that's kind of exploding right now and funk is starting to come around so i'm, I'm enjoying seeing the evolution of the electronic scene you know while witnessing you know just a lot of a, a lot of shit happening and a lot of uh a lot of people getting called out which is necessary you know <laughs> yeah for it needs to happen i mean like not everyone should be should be not not everyone should be doing that. Man. Like, yeah, you can't just get away with shit because like, you know like, you're famous. Yeah, like this is supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to be about the music, not about your fucking ego or like the how fucking small your dick is. You mean like stop? <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's just that's just how that's just how I am. Like I'm a fucking straight ass like shit talker. So it's just like fuck you, motherfuckers. Y'all are fucking lame. We're on this new I'm on this new shit. You know what I mean? So I fully agree with you on that, bro. Because these fools are fucking around for real, man. So let's um let's jump into the next question. So you said you were DJing a little bit before you started producing, but you've been doing this shit for a long time. So you have a good amount of experience in both. And this is always a heated question. Um, but you know, like the whole DJ versus producer debate. Like, do you have to be perfectly skilled at both before jumping into the scene? Or is it good to be, you know, just a good DJ or just a good producer? How do you feel about that? Um it depends. It depends on how and how you express yourself. This is how. This is how I think of it. If you're a DJ and you come into the producing scene acting like you're hot shit just because you're a DJ, 
you're gonna get slapped by me personally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like you ain't you ain't shit. Like you could be a dope ass DJ, but if you're a dope ass producer, then you ain't in my book. Sorry. Like and it goes the same goes like with vice versa. Like if you're a producer, but they're not a DJ, then don't be going to DJ in your hot shit either. Because you know, DJing itself is a whole art form. So like, yeah, I, I don't I don't say you have to I don't say you have to either like be good at both. You can be mediocre at both. Just just be about your shit. You mean like. That's all I have to say about it. It's just like, if you're going to be a DJ and a producer, then do both and, and love them both at the same time equally. That's what I do. I mean, like, if you're going to be a DJ, that's cool too. Just be a DJ. You I mean, like, and help, help us push, just push the scene. If you just want to make beats all day and don't give a fuck about DJ, then cool. Do that too. You I mean, like, but I don't think you have to either be good or like, or, or like, you know, like, I don't think you have to, I, I really don't think you have to do, be good at either both. You can just choose whatever the fuck you want. Just, just do it. You I mean, like, uh, I, I just, I absolutely, me personally, I absolutely hate it when like, when like, you're, in a, like, you're in a group of friends and some like random ass dude who comes up to you is like, oh, I'm a DJ and they're like, hey, like, and they have like some kind of weird ego because they think they're part of like the next big thing. And it's like, yo, like, I feel you, like, that's awesome, but like, you gotta like, please show some respect to the craft itself. I mean, like, either, either if it's DJing or producing, you know what I mean? Like, because I've, I've been personally, I've spent so much time on this bullshit, like, no, that's not bullshit. But like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've spent so much time on this. On this, like, yeah. it's just like, but like, I, I, I guess I could just kind of see the bullshit sometimes. It's just like, yo, like, yo, like, y'all don't know even know what's up right now. Like, I, I see what you're about, so just don't even try to come at me with that shit. You know what I mean? So I guess like to put it in, like in simple words, like you don't have to, you don't have to be skilled into, you don't have to be skilled to jump in the scene. You could, you could start, you could be the shittiest DJ and the shittiest producer as long as you're just part of the scene you're helping, pushing it forward. You know what I mean? Because I've seen, like, people who are, like, not good one day, a year later, fucking killing it. You yeah. know what I mean? So I, I guess it really just, it really just comes down to how you, like, uh, approach it. Are you really about it or are you just fucking facing the funk? You know what I mean? So Right. It's, that's how I think of it. Yeah, and it's funny because obviously we're in fucking, you know, base capital of the world. So everyone's a little bit more, um, I guess, elitist here. So, you know, you, oh, hear, totally. you hear people and they're like, oh, that transition was awful or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, do you know how to make music or do you even know how to fucking <laughs> transition songs at all? Like, right, yeah. Like, like with me, like as, a per- like as a DJ, I obviously I care about the crowd. So whenever I'm on stage, like I get done, like what I'm like, fuck the homies. I'm gonna call my own shit because I care about the craft. You know, or I fucked up right then and there, or you hear when I fucked up, and, and usually, usually people don't people don't notice. You mean, but if there's, if there's a person in the crowd, like, oh, what the fuck that person doing? Of course, they're like a which is to call elitist. They're like, oh yeah, like that fucking guy doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, bro, what, what the fuck do you know about this shit? Like, I don't see you up there doing this shit. You're not here talking shit. <laughs> like, exactly. So. Yeah. Well, I agree on that. I, I don't know. Like, I guess, like, fuck all that bullshit. Be about your, be about your stuff. You mean? And, and then, and then you have a spot to have a, then you have a spot to speak. You know what I mean? So. I agree. So, how do you prepare for your sets whenever you're about to go? You know, play a show. How do you prepare for your sets usually? So I usually, so like when I first like started doing like the wave shows, I would just throw all the shit in a record box and call it a fucking day, and like kind of just go there and freestyle. But then uh, the first uh, Funk Around show I did uh, in Denver in January, um, I went up there and I fucking, I didn't, like, I kind of just approached it how, how I would have wave set and I fucked up so many times up there, I felt so embarrassed. <laughs> and so, and so uh, the second time around, I fucking redeemed myself. <laughs> but uh, I guess, like, the way I kind of approach it is, like, it really just depends on, like, on what you're going for. But I would say if you're, if you're approaching, like, a funk, 
mix for sure study the music because a lot of the beats are like either they're not like the, like the cool thing about dubstep and like house music is that everything has like this has like a set uh like time signature if you not a time signature uh like a set arrangement of the track so like you, you know when like a certain song would like transition over to the drop you mean because just based off of author just hearing it you know whereas yeah the, the funk scene and, and even the wave scene at times they had different like arrangements different like some songs could have long ass intros, some could have like, you know, really short intros. And so I would for sure just say if you're doing like a funk wave set, make sure you're like preparing like your shit like on on record box or a tractor or whatever the hell you use beforehand. And practicing like, you know, pra- like practice practice knowing the music, because I'm kind of a person that likes like, like I like to just to download shit randomly and just go up there and just fucking free flow it. But then when I did that with funk. Didn't happen. Didn't go out too well. I mean, so yeah. I guess I would for sure just just guess just say uh, just prepare when, how, however you think you can, and then just fucking kill it. You mean it? And for sure, have fun. It's always about having fun. If you're not having fun, then you're not doing it right. You know. So, <laughs> but with me, I'm kind of a perfectionist. So my idea of fun is being as kind of perfect. You know what I mean? So perfect <laughs> yeah. in my own head. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. No, I'm so, yeah, incredibly so. meticulous. Whenever I like prepare for a DJ set, I got like a track list and shit, and like I'm like doing the circle of fifths, like the whole nine. I'm like all in there. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys. That's fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah, I just fucking I just be taking this like I don't care when it like because. The way I think of it, thing with you, I think of it as like a, as like a, what's it called, as a fan as well. So like, well, people are not aren't really going to give a fuck about like, if it's if it's in key, unless they're an elitist, right? So yeah. pretty much like ninety percent of the crowd is not going to is not going to give a fuck as long as you play a good song. You yeah. mean? So that's kind of how I approach it. Yeah. I look for the hardest fucking songs I can find, or the most beautiful, the ones that kind of just touch my soul, and I just try to try to put that in my mixes, you know? Definitely. Yeah, I hear yeah. that. Yeah, it's funny. You're, you're totally right. Motherfuckers are not listening to that shit at all. I guess I'm just doing that no. for me more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you, you got, you, you, you're going to do what you're going to do because you, you respect it. You know, I respect that you actually give the effort to, you know, find the key of the song and actually fucking putting an actual, you know, track list, because then that shows that you care. You mean, like, I, I highly respect that. So don't even... I don't. I wouldn't be tripping. I wouldn't be tripping. Just keep doing your fucking thing, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. So, all right. uh, This is kind of a new question I've been asking everyone on uh, this season. But like, like, what is your dream as Rectangle? Like, what is your dream as an artist? What do you want to achieve? Um, I had a lot of when I was younger. Like when I first started the whole Rectangle project, there was a lot of shit that I like. I like listed that I wanted like to you know achieve that I actually achieved like and there were like small things in that that were big things in my book I mean like one of the first things was like uh I really wanted to be noticed by plastician that was like one of my fucking biggest things because like I remember going on the Young Gut SoundCloud page and plastician was following him this is back when Young Gut only had like you know five thousand followers in SoundCloud so I just saw plastician as one of those dudes who really was always giving a fuck about the next you know the next sound I mean so when I first started the rectangle project, I was like, okay, cool. My, one of my goals is to be noticed by Passition, so, which I actually got noticed by Passition, and I nice. had a couple of releases on his label, so that's pretty cool. Um, and I had like, a whole bunch of other shit I could like, list off of that I've accomplished you know, at the time I started this whole project. And so now I'm kind of in a weird spot where it's like, okay, well, what's next for me? And so I guess what's, like, what's next for me now is just kind of, I hope to uh, play more shows. I hope to make more music. For the past couple of years, I haven't been making too much music. Like, 
it was a good time in my life where I was making like a song a day type shit. And now I'm kind of making a song every like six months, you know what I mean? Just because of either, you know, internal demons or like, you know, outside yeah. shit. There's always something in my in my world as of right now. So I, hear that. I guess the next the next kind of next goals for me for sure are just to be like be one, be more motivated and uh start to give a fuck about start to give more more of a fuck about my shit than I have been for the past couple of years. Um, for the past year, I've been doing pretty good, actually. Like, I've been, as you can tell, obviously, you know, you know, you've seen me around with the shit, so it's like, yeah. it's cooler now, but, you know, there was a time where I wasn't doing nothing at all. I mean, so, I guess as of now, like, I, I for sure want to just push my, elevate my sound, because I haven't really evolved my sound in the last couple of years. I for sure want to do, do more shows, do more releases, and then I just want to work with people more, too, because, like, I, I used to hate working with people, and not because of like, not because I don't like to work with them, just because I'm, I'm, I'm like a fucking, like a mad, crazy control person. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't always want to be in control. You know what I mean, so I, I've switched that around a lot actually in the past year. But um, so yeah, I guess I guess just just there's a lot, like, a lot of the same. Just more shit. Just like, I want to just just focus on my on my craft more. You know what I mean, and just push it more forward as much as I can. So I fucking. Yeah, no, I hear that, man. I'm not going to lie, dude. I feel like uh, the past two years, like it, we all just kind of realized that we ain't shit collectively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah facts, dude. Facts. So and it's, it's interesting. I think everyone's trying to get out of that rut right now. And, um, you know, a lot of people were able to cope with it. But shit, that shit affected a lot of us pretty strong, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah, like, I, I totally feel that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't, like, like, I want to kind of get too deep and personal real quick, but, like, uh, shit, there was a point in my life where, like, like I said, I was making, like, a song every fucking day, and then yeah. out of nowhere, I just kind of just stopped, you know what I mean? And then when it stopped, like, I kind of put myself into, like, a little, like, depression hole, if you will. Yeah. And so when, I, when, when COVID hit, like, COVID, of course, opened my eyes a lot, like open my eyes, like okay, well, what the fuck? Like this, okay, all this shit's stupid. I mean, like obviously capitalism is stupid. This fucking society shouldn't be like backwards as fuck sometimes. It's like okay, well, what do I find? What do I should find? You know, inspiring. It's like okay, well, I've always loved my music shit. So it's like okay, well, we should get back onto that and start giving a fuck again because at the end of the day, like I said before, we're all gonna fucking die. Yeah. And one of my goals is to become a successful musician. I mean, like, I, and my idea of success isn't fucking you know making millions or anything in my days of success is just waking up every day and being able to, being able to do this shit man so yeah i'm kind of already in that position you mean like yeah, i'm not working a job i don't make no money but i, I actually do have a, the, the time and ability to fucking wake up every day and, and actually decide if i want to sit here and make music you mean so i guess that's the overall goal you know but um but for sure like when 2020 like woke me up i was like okay dude fucking figure shit out get focused and, you know, and, and find a way. And I've been finding my way again and I've been super grateful for people who've been helping me out. So, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. That's good shit. Good shit, man. You answered a couple of questions I was already going to ask you. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. It, that's just got to keep fucking grinding, man. That's really all we can do, man. Just got to keep fucking grinding, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, put your nose to the grindstone. <laughs> <laughs> for real. So yeah, this is the part that I enjoy quite a bit because the music verse is infinite. Um, 
if you could recommend a couple of people to be on the podcast on future episodes, I got you and I got Tom Kills Jerry on this episode. I had Mercurial. I had a bunch of people like who could you who would you recommend for the next episode or future episodes? Uh, right now, I'm really loving uh, back when he's uh, he lives in Denver too, and he's yeah. from Indiana, but uh, he's fucking living in Denver. And this dude can make some like the hardest beats, dude. Like, like I don't get it. Like they just sound so clean and crisp, and he uses logic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, um, for sure. Like I would for sure like anyone out there like listen to back when fucking dude's killing a game right now. Back um, when. And then I would for sure recommend my homie Zala based out of Texas. He's a he he makes hard wave and like I, I've seen I've seen Zala evolve into what he he's now like into what he, he is now because I used to listen to him back then when he used to go by Majestic Paw and I I love his shit when he went by Majestic Paw but he's of course evolved his own sound and so now he's kind of just focusing on the on the hard wave shit and so he's fucking killing the game too. He just uh, had a lot of projects in the works and actually one of my newest favorite songs that's been released. Um, and it's a collab with him and Tom Kills Jerry. That shit's fucking flavor. I can't wait for that to be dropped. Um, but yeah, I would for sure recommend Fat Gwen, Zala, Ross can I think of right now, besides like, uh, Ross that I've been talking with at the moment. You look at my, uh, you look at my shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Mingo. Fucking my, my dude, Mingo out of Oklahoma. My dude's fucking... That dude's a powerhouse. Like he, he makes dubstep. He makes wave. He makes fucking funk. He makes everything you could think of. Like for sure has like for sure has one of the best years, I think. Um, and how long? That's pretty much what I could think of the top of my head right now. Dope. Like, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm going to get link with you after this so I can uh, get those ads and reach out to those people. That's that's what I enjoy the most. And it, that's what people um, I've someone mentioned, if I'm not mistaken, it was someone in the wave community was like, you need to go check out that funk around and find out. And that's where I briefly ran into you. And I was like, I got to get him on the podcast because the shit was dope, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. I really appreciate you coming through. Yeah, we both set up our shows every month, huh? Actually, back when's the one who uh, set up those shows? Well, actually, him and the Black Box people. Yeah, I, I remember we went to like a fucking uh, what's it called? Uh, it was the uh, like a little wave show at like the church. I want to say it was. Yeah. And he, he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, you want to play the funk show at the Black Box?" And I was like, "What? Like since fucking went to the Black Box doing funk? Like, oh shit!" <laughs> right. So, yeah, I'm very glad you came through. And yeah, if we're like, there's actually one tomorrow, so for sure come through. <laughs> fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! So where can people find you on the interwebs? Obviously, you got a fucking search engine optimization on point, but where can people <laughs> find you? <laughs> yeah, um, honestly, anywhere. Like, you can find me on SoundCloud and Twitter and Instagram mainly. Um, for the past week, I've actually taken a break off of social media, like off of my phone. I, I just use it on my computer now. So Nice. Um, you can find me on there. Find me on Spotify, SoundCloud, the whole shebang. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Just gotta, just gotta learn how to spell my name. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers better learn how to spell. Bet, yeah. man, bet. Yo, dude, it's been really, really amazing having you. Um, I just want to thank you for, you know, like straight up just taking the time because it's interesting, you know, just having a motherfucker hit you up and be like, hey, you want to be on the podcast? You know, like... <laughs> oh, dude, give, give some shoes straight up. I love talking. Like, that's one of my things. Like, like if we're in person, I can talk your fucking hair off all day long. You know? So, goddamn. Um, right. So yeah. So I really appreciate you giving the time, you know, taking the time and reaching out to me and showing interest in me and helping me out with my with my path. You know what I mean? So I really appreciate appreciate you, bro. 
Damn right. You know, Michael, well, if you got anything, some last words of wisdom to the audience, now's your chance. Anyone that's out there listening in SpaceCast, here's your chance to give them a little wisdom. All right. Don't be a fucking lame. <laughs> be about your shit, okay? Like, and don't fucking be, like, you could be you could be an asshole, but be a cool asshole. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just some love and respect, at least. Uh, um... Listen, uh, go check out my family, Electric Grounds. So they're the ones who are helping me without, like, you know, my path right now. You know, they, they're managing me right now and they're helping me set up shows to go. Show some support to Electric Grounds and the team. You know, Tom Phil Jerry's on there. It's always on there. They're potentially going to get some more art, some more wave artists, you know, part of the whole Electric Grounds team. So please be on the lookout for that shit. And then, of course, just, like, you know, spread love. And fuck with the, you know, listen to wave music and listen to the punk shit that's popping right now. <laughs> God damn right. Yo, Rex I really appreciate your time, man. I'll let you get to it, bro, all right? Thank you, brother. Peace. And experience reality as reality is. Because after all, if I talk all the time, I can't hear what anyone else has to say. And if I think all the time, and by that I mean specifically, talking to yourself subvocally inside your skull. If I think all the time, I have nothing to think about except thoughts. And so I'm never in touch with the real world. Now what is the real world? I'm losing your patience and go
you are now listening to Third Coast Base Radio.
Yo, that mix was lovely. What an epic journey that was there. We got Tom Kills Jerry, a.k.a. Thomas Macy on the line. Say what's up to the people, Tom Kills Jerry. What's up? It's Tom Kills Jerry. Yo, man. That was super beautiful. I'd just like to thank you, first of all, for taking the time out, uh, sending that mix over and, you know, taking the time to speak with me today, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. No problem. Def, man. So we'll just go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Who's Thomas? You know, what's your background? Where are you from? I'm from Texas all, all my life. I grew up on the coast down by Houston. Nice. Third so coast. Third coast, baby. <laughs> your mix, it was just gorgeous. So tell me about your musical upbringings. I just like music my whole life. And I uh, started playing guitar and got into playing a little drums and all that. And then tried to start like bands, but then nobody else like wanted to work. So I just said, I'm just going to make it myself. Interesting. So, um, you know, you have like a little bit of instrumentation background. Is it all self-taught? Did you ever go to school for that or was it all just all you? I mean, I just played crappy until I could play good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, what kind of dragged you from, you know, the the instrumentation side of it over into like the electronic music side of it? Well, like first I started like making rap beats at friends of mine because like, we used to party all the time and we'd drink and we'd be freestyle rapping with each other and we never had any beats to go over so I just started making those. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Inspiration came because you wanted to freestyle over some shit. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. So where where did the moniker Tom Kills Jerry come from? It's very interesting. Um, <laughs> where did that come from? Is it inspired by the cartoon? You have a lot of artwork from the cartoon. Yeah, uh, really, it's not like this huge thing, but uh, I was talking, when I first started making music, this chick at a party was like, oh, so who are you going to be, DJ Tom? DJ Tom? I was like, I don't know, Tom Kills Jerry, and like, everybody kind of stopped and looked. I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's how it happened. Nice. So, um, as far as, like, the mix is, it's, it's very beautiful. It's uh, very melodic, heavy. Um, you know, you got your wave influences in there. I, I hear um, all types of stuff. So, like, let's kind of get into that mix. Uh, what made you select those tracks out of all the tracks you've created? Really, I've got, like, I've got, like, 500 tracks. So, <laughs> I, like, pulled, pulled from there and, like, whatever flowed really good. Because I like to do a little mixing every now and then. I've got so many things to go through, it's like hard to pick. Interesting. Narrow it all down to 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because I always tell people, you know, 15, 30 minutes. Sometimes I'll get a 30 minute mix. Sometimes I'll get like an hour and 15 minute mix. And I'm like, you know, whatever, whatever works for the artist, honestly. Um, so, so what inspires your soundscape? Like, are there any artists in particular that kind of, uh, you know, inspires the way that you create your music? Like I started making music and like, I didn't even know what way it was. I just like, like the sound of a Reese bass and I just started messing with that. And then somebody sent me a link to Of Dream and I was like, wow, this is really awesome. So Love Dream is probably like my biggest electronic music influence. Love Dream, huh? He's like, he's like a wave, he's like a wave OG from France. He's no longer with us. So 
he's, he was really dope. And listening to Of Dream was um, like, I, I guess, discovering his music for the first time. Was that kind of like the spark or the inspiration to kind of like follow forward in, you know, in the kind of wave community scene or at, at oh, yeah, sure. yeah, so you, you, can tell, you can tell like the, the moment I started listening to Old Dream, like my sound completely like kind of went into more like it's, I stopped trying to make like heavy hip hop beats and like started to go like into more ambient sound. Okay, and is that like more so what you want to pursue sonically as an artist today? Yeah, I just I, I, I can make whatever sounds cool. It's hard to. Like you, you go into making a track and you're like, oh, I gotta make this. You always end up stuck. Yeah. Just kind of let, like, let it go. I agree with that a hundred percent. I was actually even like reading a book about, well, not necessarily that, but it's more so like you know how to unlock that flow state, um, and it's more so you know you have that. Though the expectations usually lead to suffering, you know. So once you like let go yeah. of those expectations. Um, that's when you kind of unlock that flow state and then, you know, hours pass and you're like, holy shit, I just wrote a banger, you know? Yeah. Is it like the, some of my most popular song I made in like three hours just to just to do it because I wanted to get on the accidental public stream and I like, ended up putting it on his channel and like that was kind of like a, a big point where like I kind of started growing a little bit. Isn't it funny how that works? Like it's crazy how the, the great songs always take the least amount of time. Yeah, it's funny. The same thing kind of happened with me. The, the track that I spent like the least amount of effort, and not even necessarily effort, but like the least amount of time, but I was just having fun with it, you know, just kind of fucking yeah. around. I didn't think nothing of it. That actually became one of the most popular tracks that I have. And it's like, well, shit, all these masterpieces that I have back here, what about those? Yeah. <laughs> So like when you have it, like some people like try to go through my whole catalog and like I'm like good luck I mean there's a lot there it's like I tried to release a track a week for like two years straight <laughs> nice yeah man I, I wish that I had the ability to push him out like that I just I definitely do get into my head too much so like do you feel like you know being on this musical journey like you know a musical artist do you feel like it's taught you some things that you might not have learned, like, otherwise, if you were, you know, trying to pursue some other shit. Yeah, like, being persistent and, like, just doing stuff just to enjoy the process of it. Like, I mean, I make music all the time when I'm not doing when I'm not at work. I don't even watch TV anymore. Like, as soon as I started making music, I, like, sold my PlayStation and my Xbox, and then I quit watching TV like because I was always sitting there playing a game like now I could be making music right now yo I'm not gonna lie those distractions are very severe I'm trying to figure out that myself because I'm like getting back in the groove but it's so very easy to get distracted and like being able to remain persistent that's probably a good problem for a lot of producers today you know yeah just stay up later than all your friends <laughs> that's pretty much all you can do right I mean somebody's gonna send you something yo so I wanted to break off into this for a little bit because my uh, my co-host Corey he was trying to find a photo that he could use for the, the custom artwork or whatever but 
Um, so we see that you like you you're you're a bladesmith. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean I've Tell me about that. Yeah. Like what 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 goes into taking a hunk of metal and turning it into a badass knife or sword? Like what's that all about? Man, it's, honestly it's to help my music a lot because a lot of that stuff is like monotony. Like whenever you're grinding an edge, I mean you're sitting there for like three hours with nothing but looking at this metal kind of tape shape take shape. So like if you that's a big thing that people don't do is let their mind wander enough. It's kind of always on. Yeah. It's interesting because that ties into the, the persistence as well. Um, I've, I've been wanting to kind of throw this question into uh, the podcast for a while just to see, like, you know, what producers' hobbies are outside of music. And, you know, it's funny because we discovered that, you know, you like to create knives and work with steel. And I, I like how you tie that into music as far as, you know, being persistent and not letting the mind wander and like focusing on, you know, kind of what you're doing or the task at hand, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because it means like you have to go out and experience life to make music. Dogs, so always like the best stuff I made is like after I was like, gave my time, self time away from the music to do stuff, like just hanging out with people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of people like to swear by locking themselves in the studio. I can't do that. Sometimes I do need to go take a walk, you know, go go climb a mountain or some shit like that, go on a hike, you know? Yeah, you gotta go out somewhere. I mean, if all you know is the studio, then all you're gonna make is studio music. <laughs> it's not music of the world. Right? Yeah, it's dude, I just, picked, <laughs> I just picked up a field recorder and it's like the best thing ever. It's, it's so dope. Right? I used to do that all the time because I like to record my own samples. Yeah. Like I, like I made a track like five years ago. It was like I recorded changing the driver and made that percussion. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So hopping back into your, your mind as a producer, um, like, oh, like what's your doll? What's your go-to doll? It's your favorite doll that you like to use? I'm always in the FL game. FL. Interesting. We don't get a lot of FLs. So, uh, do you, do you, uh, everyone's fucking Ableton gang these days. So it's interesting whenever I hear, you know, another doll. So have you worked with other dolls before? Yeah. I, I mean, I've had Ableton before, but I mean, the best dog for anybody is the one that they know how to use. Right. And I was going to ask you that. Do you feel like it's just a it's tool? Like, it's just a, uh, that's the one I started on. Cause like I got, I was one of those kids that got like a cracked version of it or like FL8 <laughs> yeah back when it was still Fruity Loops yeah it was still Fruity Loops then <laughs> so what you know you make beats of Fruity Loops and like they never should call it that because that's like stuck with it forever and it'll never go away yeah it did kind of I mean not gonna lie dude Fruity Loops is a damn powerhouse Harmer that synth is amazing but yeah they kind of fucked up their marketing calling it Fruity Loops those first few years yeah. So no, we're on Fruity Loops. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to go do some Pro Tools, man. So That's why I hate Pro Tools, though. Can't, can't do that. Yeah. So do you think, like, but, like, as far, do you feel like, you know, FL Studio might have a couple of advantages over certain dolls? Like, because like I said, that Harmer synth, man, I, that shit can make some pretty gnarly basses. 
Oh yeah, I, I used it a lot. I like I like mixing like armor and then like you make your that'll be like your mid and then like you have your sub with serum and stuff. Like everybody uses serum. Though. Yeah. Yeah, and I was just gonna ask, what's your go-to like? What's your go-to v, uh, VST, or do you have like a piece of like hardware that you put in all your tracks? Well, I've got a, a base station two that I run through a guitar pedal board, and then run it back into my uh, DAW. Nice base station. That's Novation, isn't it? Right? I think I. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. So, like, when you when you got like a blank DAW in front of you, like, what's your procedure like how do you start creating music do you have like a formula is it different every time like whenever you got a blank thought in front of you how do you start making most the beats of the, most of the time it's uh like I'll start with a baseline probably cause then like I feel like you gotta build it from the ground up but like I start with the drop first and then work my way backwards with the drop first I think that's probably the first time that I've heard that on this podcast and I know of producers that do that but I haven't heard it on this podcast so tell me how that works like building the drop first because even I I don't even produce like that I usually start with like a melody (laughs) yeah well like everything like before the drop should lead to the drop so why you do the drop first like because I'll start with like a bass line and then I'll play in all my drums because I play in all my drums with machine and then it makes it a lot, lot quicker too. Cause I mean, I hate clicking in high hats. Yeah. That is, that is terrible. So I just do that and I build it from there. And like, I get a good 16 bars. And then like, I'll add some edits to it, like chop it up a little bit for like a secondary drop. And then like, just build from there. Or actually backtrack from there take stuff away see what sounds cool because like sometimes like I had another track where I just took out the snare accidentally but it sounded really dope <laughs> so I just left it <laughs> nice. so do you have um, well obviously you made this mix but like how much experience do you have you know being a, a DJ as well I've DJed three times in my life <laughs> <laughs> okay so and this is funny. I always, I always ask people, you know, are you a producer DJ or are you a DJ producer? Which one is it? <laughs> well, well I, I produce and then I, I happen to play tracks on DJ controller every now and then. <laughs> so like, I, like, I showed, like the first show I ever played, I just showed up and never, I've never even seen a CDJ in real life. Oh, wow. How was that? <laughs> oh, it went really, actually went pretty good because uh, like, I watched this, of course, I like watched a YouTube video and I was like, okay, well, how do I find my music today? Do that, do that, do that. And that just kind of winged it. It worked though. Badass, badass. So this question in particular, I just kind of, I just added it um, this season, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, you know, as far as like, in the scene, quote unquote, people like to call it the scene. Do you feel like, you know, one should be skilled in both before presenting their art, before like kind of jumping into the scene? Like, should you be, you know, perfectly skilled at producing and DJing or should you just be a producer who can barely DJ or a DJ with no original tracks? Like, how do you feel about that? Well, I know like Brothel, like he, told, he, he says all the time, he's like, dude, I'm not a DJ. 
he said, I'll throw an effect every now and then. He said, but how I produce music. He said, but the only way I can get it out to people is by DJing it. Like, I feel that. Because it's like, I've been trying to like integrate, like playing my music for people instead of just DJing. Like, it's hard to do because you make such, you know, you make such dense music, like wave and electronic music. You, what are you going to do? Just select clips? That's all you can do. So, I guess it really doesn't matter how you play it. It's just as you play it. I like that. I like that answer. Um, it's it's interesting because, you know, uh, well, not necessarily with the, like, what I'm calling the now slightly underground community. It's like, you know, the wave and the funk and, you know, that deep low-end theory dubstep kind of community where it's not the mainstream dubstep or shit. Um, you know, the mainstream dubstep scene with these elitists, they kind of have the opinion, you know, you can't be a DJ and just DJ with no original tracks, you know, or you can't be a producer who is a shitty DJ because no one wants to hear a bad transition or something like that, you know? Well, I think the way community is like completely opposite of that. Yeah, like definitely. Everybody's, everybody's so like, like, I haven't met like one like asshole in the whole wave scene. And I've met like the big ones, the little guys, all of them. Like people who just like started and like, there's, like everybody like, Kind of gets it. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've, um, I think last season I had a Mercurial without an Isorin on the cast, and that was kind of my first time reaching out to the community. And uh, yeah, no, it's 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 quite three gems. Those are three awesome humans. Yeah, it's it's quite quite a different uh, scene, and I've been uh, uh, even when we were on that uh, that live stream yesterday, you know, Fozy, he gave me that ticket to the East Coast show, just just being in the stream. And I was like, I just happened to be in there. And like, you guys are incredibly dope. <laughs> like, yeah. super amazing. Well, I mean, it's like, we, we, that's kind of like what we do. Like, you know, we all give each other like feedback and stuff. Like, people like ask me for like feedback when we were first starting out. Like, you know, you got Ivory Ghost. He reached out like whenever he was first starting. I was like, "Hey man, how do you do your respace?" Like, yeah, I'll show you how to do it. Now he's just like killing it. Badass, badass. So, how do you like, um, you know, being only only having DJ? You said like three times. How do you prepare for your sets then? Like, whenever you have to do those sets, how do you usually prepare for them? I just drag them into record box and kind of like set up cue points that I could spots that I know would be a pretty dope transition. And then you just kind of freestyle from there? Yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of what you got to do when you don't have, like, like I used to have, like, a D, DGA SX, I think, SX1000 or something like that. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was, like, a few years ago. Like, I messed around on that for a little bit, but it's nothing like a CDGA. Yeah, CDs I mean, are. It's, it's, it's crazy, especially those three thousands. They're fucking. They're spaceships now at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, why is there so many buttons? For real? Like that, uh, Irving uh, Zala. He's like he has his, some uh, CDJs that he just bought them to prepare for like our first show. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm gonna go spend this five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I wish hell. <laughs> so let me ask man uh like and this is a new uh question i've been asking on this season too but like 
what's what's thomas's dream as an artist like what do you want to achieve as tom kills jerry what is what is your you 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 know your goals what do you want to do with your project i just uh really i started out making music for me and like nobody listened for like a really long time so like i just keep on doing that and like if it becomes something big that's cool but i just feel like if i don't have any expectations of it it's just becomes what it will be. I feel that. And do you feel like, um, you know, I mean, obviously, especially I've, I've gotten, you know, recommendations from you, from your community, but do you feel like, you know, your contribution to the community, do you feel like it's going to leave a lasting impression? Um, like, let's say 30 years from now, do you feel like, because I'm not going to lie, I feel like you're going to be, you know, you're going to be one of the OGs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool to be remembered for something. I guess that's why we all do it. Yeah, that, that immortality through music ideology, right? Yeah, and I like, like I knew my, my fingerprinter like with a couple of the other bigger artists because I like kind of talk to them when they were first starting out because I like anybody can like hit me up and like yeah man I'll, I'll listen to your mix or whatever but don't ask me for feedback if you don't want it because I'm <laughs> brutal like some people just want to people to say hey yeah my, this is my song it's so great okay, isn't it and I'm like no You know, yeah, a good amount of people they can't they can't accept constructive criticism, right? It's a Look, I'm not just gonna be mean and be like an asshole about it. But like if you want to get better, you have to. Like an honest opinion of anything you're doing, super valuable. Yeah, all they want to hear is, oh man, this is a big tune, brother, like fucking badass. Yeah. They don't they don't want to hear you know, yeah. send that to monster cat right now. <laughs> Yeah, they don't want to hear. Uh, yeah, actually, your snare sounds like shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, do you know how to mix your low end yet? For real, man, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are your hi hats not tied to your vocal? <laughs> Why do you sign Gene everything? Everything. Like, it's just a, a pulsating heartbeat at this point. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm not sure if I asked this, but, um, you know, you said you've been doing this damn near your whole life, but like, if you could go back 10 years and give yourself like a little advice or like, you know, to an upcoming producer that's listening to this cast in the future, like what's some advice that you give yourself or them? Uh, don't waste time on bullshit. <laughs> if you really want to do it, like just get into it and start and just be consistent and don't stop doing it because like it, it could happen at any moment and like if you stop then you'll always sit there wondering well, what if I would have kept going yeah back to that persistence that's a it's it's serious though man um, like you said that all it takes is that one track that one track and you know there might be that one day where you're just really not feeling it and that could have been the day that you made that one track you know yeah I try to sit in front of the dog at least once a day and like if I'm not feeling it I just won't do it I, I, I just let I'll let it go for a little bit and then come back to it and like I'll make a banger or something 
Yeah. And like you like you said the one track, I mean, uh, I don't know if y'all know Murkish. Yeah. Yeah, with the guy with the Harmony Haven here. He's a really cool dude. But he has a, he has a track uh, that he did it was a remix of Juice World called Wasted. And like it blew up like huge on TikTok. Like everybody started using it on their videos. And like it's like strict core with people now he gets like four million uh Unique listeners per month on Spotify, Whew. which is that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. I yeah, mean, and he's like, he's like, you couldn't have him like to a better human because like, he like takes his money and like the money that we make for like for the, his, his label, he takes that money and like uh, donates uh, gear to like producers that really need it. That's dope. And he's a he's a, he's a quality human. Yeah, I got to meet him for uh, the first time on my first show. They saw me DJ without knowing how to DJ. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. The guy shows up with my T-shirt on. Him and his, him and Beryl, who's uh, another producer that y'all should really know about. They're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you that here in a bit. Um, but first, let me ask, um, so what do you got going on in the future? What's, uh, what's Tom Kills Jerry? You got, you know, some projects going on, like some shows or... Obviously, you're probably still working on some new music. You got, um, you know, I saw your stream yesterday, which is fucking dope. You got any of those in the future? Yeah, uh, I'll be probably, like, putting out something at the end of the year, probably, like, October. Because I usually just release everything. <laughs> nice. And, like, I don't, I don't hold anything back, so it's not, like, and I talked to uh, Plastician about that, and he was like, you got to hold stuff back, man. <laughs> don't, give it, don't give it all to them okay well yeah so I'm just like fuck that I'm overwhelmed <laughs> so do you have like a you were obviously recommended on this show by Rectangle um, and that's kind of how this show works and which is I love the most about it um, but if you could recommend a couple of people who might want to be on this podcast in the future who would you recommend for it uh probably I'm pretty sure Rick Hanley probably said Zala. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, I know he did. He's like, he's a good boy. Uh, probably uh, Mingo. He's a, he's a really cool dude. I don't know if you've heard of that guy. Yeah, he's, I think uh, I think he recommended yesterday Zala, Mingo, uh, and then another one. I can't remember. But Mingo hosted that stream yesterday, and I planned on reaching out to him probably uh, – for for next season because this episode and the next episode that'll be the end of this season so I probably wanted to reach out to all of them next season yeah oh and Taco Tamago say that one more time he's awesome his name is Taco it's T-A-K-O Tamago Tamago interesting yeah I'm definitely gonna reach out um I'll get with you after this and I'll just have you send me a few artists and then I'll reach out to them to try and get them on the podcast for next season. Um, yeah, dude, all it's just amazing how, <clears throat> how many people that we know that are talented in this way, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy how many, like there's so much talent, like the way community, it's, 
it, it, it's crazy to think about. <laughs> For real. But like, wait till people start hearing them. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where the space is going to be in like the next five years or so. Um, if it's going to be like, you know. It's already, start, it's already starting to happen. Yeah. Like, you see like everybody's numbers are like going up and up and up and up. Yeah, and people that were not getting, you know, any recognition or getting, you know, international bookings these days. So that's, that's crazy in itself as well. Yeah, like Felix Degrow, like, I knew that guy was going to be huge. Yeah. You just, you, just, you just knew it because it was all of a sudden it was super different and it was all these, like, what? <laughs> oh, you know, this and is... Then- this is something I like to ask too. Boy, he's like, he's like always on that guys. Yeah, man, super good shit, super good. I've been wanting to ask this too. I just wanted to start asking, but what's your? <laughs> I just like to stir the pot a little bit. But what's your take on hard wave? <laughs> on hard wave, I mean, it is what it is. It's like, <laughs> I, I, I can see, I can see why like Scary would want to do that because I mean, when they like wave is like such a vague name. Yeah. I guess I like I have like a joke like why don't you call it wave because vague was too on the nose <laughs> <laughs> and like, like like and you're like oh well this is hard wave well now like, people like can latch on to that because it's like oh it's like hardcore but wave it's funny it's funny how that shit works man and then people like to hate on it and it's like just just don't listen to it you know yeah you know, like the, the best music there is is the music you like. Yeah. Really, I mean, at the end of the day, there's either music you like and there's music you don't like. There's only two genres. Right. I got that quote from X, the accidental poet. <laughs> it was like, it was like an OG, the OG. Interesting. Yo, so where can people find you on social media? You got your search engine optimization pretty on point. Um, but where yeah. do people find you? <laughs> nobody, nobody was called Tom Gill Jerry, so I just took them all. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Except there's a uh, League of Legends player that uh, she took my name because she heard like my Doja Cat flip. And she's like, well, that sounds like a cool name. It's like she's a huge streamer on uh, Twitch now. Oh, yeah, dude, you got to hit her with that uh, cease and desist order. <laughs> no, she's, she's too cool, though. Like, she has, like, she plays my music, like, in the background of the streams. I'm like, ah, it's cool. Okay, yeah, that's fine, then. That's fine. <laughs> she, she's, like, she's a legit cool person. And she's hilarious. Her streams are hilarious. <laughs> dude, I've been wondering about that whole, like, the, the streaming thing. And it's funny because, uh, I you know, you were in the stream with me yesterday, and I haven't been on Twitch and. I don't know how long, but it's funny because uh, Phantom Nexus, he told me about it and uh, I plan on having him on the podcast next season or whatever. But uh, yeah. you just so happen to be on that cast as well. And I was like, well, this is a full circle moment once again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're all usually like on everybody's stream, like whoever's doing something, we always like support, be there, even if we only pop in and say, what's up? Yeah. No, that's that's it's really amazing that you guys do that. It's just I think that's what like keeps everything together. Like everybody's like pushing for everybody else. Yeah, it's it's very refreshing to see, definitely. Especially after like after 
Dope step kind of different, dude. <laughs> yeah, me and uh, Micah, our, our rectangle, we were talking about that, 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 how the scene just kind of imploded on itself with all the fuckery. Yeah, I mean, like everybody was like trying to be the guy instead of saying, hey, there's enough people to listen to all of us. <laughs> Shit, it's crazy, man. But yeah, man, I would like to thank you so much, Thomas, for taking the time out. Um, and sending me your mix, man. Um, just thank you so much. Um, this is the part where I let you give a little bit of last words of wisdom to the audience, whoever's listening, whether it be an up and coming producer or someone who just likes your music, you know, a little bit of last words of wisdom for them. Uh, do what you gotta do to you can do what you want to do. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. Do what you gotta do so you can do what you want to do. Yeah. It's very easy to just bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, man, thank you so much for your time, brother. I'm going to let you have a good rest of your evening. And then, um, yeah, man, thanks for being on Third Coast Space Radio. All right, thanks for having me. Yo, so there you have it. Third Coast Space Radio, Season 3, Episode 29. Be sure to like us and the respective artists involved as always. Yo, summer's here, bitches. Be sure to be drinking water always. Test your goddamn drugs at the festivals. See you guys later. Blow, pow, pow, pow.